Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical. Andy Joseph. All right, welcome to Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining us on our show. Today's guest is Felix Green. Felix is the vice president of product development at GTI and also has extensive experience, as we're going to find out here, in extraction and product formulation in the cannabis space. Been around in a, in a whole bunch of different places, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on uh, on the show today. Welcome, Felix. Hey, Andy. No, I'm really excited to be speaking to you today and uh, look forward to our conversations here. All right. So uh, so when we start out here, you know, you, you've been all all across the uh, the country, at least in the in the cannabis space, but where are you right now? I'm in Danville, Pennsylvania, and uh, just about five days ago, we got uh, your 20-liter uh, Apex Duplex set up and running. So I'm here just checking out what this machine can do for us. Great, great. That's uh, it's a brand-new installation there, brand-new license for you guys, and a, uh, and a brand-new state, so a lot, of, a lot of exciting stuff going on. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit here in just a few minutes. But, uh, Felix, I was hoping maybe you could start out a little bit with your, your background. You know, what would you do uh, – Prior to cannabis, uh, you know, and, and what's, your, what's your other, uh, other it's been, life? It's been that so that long. Said? I don't know if there was life prior to cannabis. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, uh, that, that happens. You know, every once in a while we'll run across somebody like that. But uh, so give us your background. How did you uh, get to where you are today? Well, uh, well, I started probably in the early 2000s as uh, medical cannabis was taking off in Washington State. Uh, it became apparent to me uh, the uses for cannabis, and uh, it was particularly a cancer patient that esophageal uh, uh, was a diagnosis given to a close friend's father of mine. And it was uh, something that I, I'd read about, and there was kind of whispers in the wind that this is a, a treatment option for people to not only increase their appetite, but to, you know, help alleviate some of the pain that they're in and even uh, show some remediation of the cancer tumor cells themselves. So I, I dug in a little bit and uh, felt that it was a option worth exploring, and uh, I had some access to medical-grade cannabis and started to, uh, you know, facilitate uh, through transfer of the product to him and his family, and it turned into something that was uh, obvious benefit to him uh, in his life. So as, uh, as it started turning, uh, it was something I had a lot of interest in, so I started digging in a little deeper, and, uh, you know, I have to say that extraction took a little time to really get involved with, but cultivation was uh, not just a cannabis plant, but everything living was an interest of mine. So kind of like a, a duck to water, I just started swimming a bit. So, so you started out as a, as a cultivator and, and, you know, digging into a little bit on your, your friend's father with the, uh, with the cancer, you know, what specifically was, was helpful in the, in the, in the cannabis treatment? Was it, uh, did it actually help go into remission or was it just more uh, therapeutic and, and remove the pain or, or what was the effect? It, the, the primary was uh, pain and appetite stimulant. Uh, also, yeah. sleep was something that was pretty elusive uh, for him at, towards the end. It, it, was, it wasn't a solution. There wasn't a, a cure to be had. It was something that was more of an end-of-life comfort uh, more than anything. Uh, but it, to see someone kind of come to life a little bit after uh, we, we were doing like a basal pesto olive oil infusion, and he could drink it like a smoothie. 
And it was mm-hmm. incredible to see the difference in this man's eyes uh, as he started to become medicated. So I, there, there were other stories that I could, I could share, but that was probably one of the, the primary points when I was like, I need to make something of this and uh, push forward. And, uh, you know, being liberal in the Northwest, you got a little counterculture in you, and you kind of have to believe that uh, there, there's something to, you know, this plant beyond what was being told. Uh, and right, the, right. this is, of course, in the early 2000s before it was really spreading across the country quite the way it is now, which uh, is, is very exciting. I, I can't wait to continue this uh, career path that I have now. Right, right. A little, little risky back then, I would imagine. But uh, at the same time, that, that personal journey that, uh, that you went through, it seems like to me that, that everybody who's you know got a, a, an interest or even a dedication to, to cannabis has had that personal journey themselves. And, you know, that's, that's almost the enlightenment, if you want to call it that, with, um, you know, without getting too sappy. But that's the enlightenment that people have that say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to put put some things at risk you know whether it's like you putting a lot at risk or even some people just you know taking an investment i, th- I think everybody has to go through that own personal experience uh to to make yeah. that journey in there absolutely and it, it really is just stepping into the unknown at times for people and i know that uh everybody who is uh taking this step together recently as the country is starting to fall in line with uh making their own choices and voting state to state to choose what they want to do uh, as a community versus uh, in the past it felt like there was a improper view or a stigma around cannabis that, that doesn't need to be there. The more research we can get into this plant and get out of it uh, and, and put towards an application for people, uh, the better we're all going to be. And I, I think that's what brought Apex to where they are today as well. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, uh, we, we happen to be a little bit lucky. Or maybe a lot lucky, depending which way you look at it. Everybody was a bit there in the beginning. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, all right, so, you know, you, you spent some time cultivating, you know, had your own, uh, you know, personal experience and, and an opportunity there in the Pacific Northwest that maybe uh, folks like us here in the Midwest didn't have, uh, you know, available to us. Um, but then you found extraction, you know, and, and obviously yeah. extraction, uh, it drew you in well, away from the cultivation side. So talk about a little bit of your extraction experience. What kind of extractions have you done? Well, the the first style of extraction that I, I got into, and this is somewhat extraction, was uh, sifting, doing dry sift, getting the, the trichome heads using a, a silkscreen mesh. And uh, that slowly evolved. Uh, you know, your interests get going, and you find that you can do a ice water extraction so that people had the bubble bags. If you're familiar with that, it's a, a little bit of a process, messy and wet, but it's a desirable product, and it's a nice concentrate, and you when you smoke it or dab it or inhale it, it's a lot less carcinogens in a, in a concentrate than, you know, the plant matter. So that became a health option. You can partake a little, little less smoke into your body and still get the same effect as if you'd put a lot more in, uh, in, in a traditional, like smoking a joint or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it steps up from there to uh, hydrocarbons. Uh, at the time, it was primarily butane, but... Uh, being in the community I was in, there was a, a lot of glass blowers, and uh, they had facilities that pr- facilitate a lot of uh, airflow. So uh, there, for whatever reason, was uh, some knowledge passed around about using uh, hydrocarbons to extract, you know, the nonpolars off of plant material. So step by step, uh, moved away from what the term was is called open blasting. That is a very risky. Uh, unhealthy way to for the planet and our person operator to extract but at the time it was the baby steps the industry was taking and uh, managed to get a a couple steps ahead uh, after 
doing more and more research, just never really stopped reading and cracking open the Internet. And at the time, uh, Instagram didn't exist. Um, it was uh, barely a YouTube era. So this was, uh, you know, books you're reading and folks that you'd meet at the open markets and things like that. I would pass information around. And brewery equipment suddenly came into focus where you would be able to, uh, what is called a, a passive extraction, using a vacuum and cold and a few different, you know, pressure-rated vessels to move solvent through a material column and back through to the other side and evaporate and collect it. So this is brilliant. Uh, God bless this planet. We don't need to be releasing uh, hydrocarbons into the air, and we don't need to be uh, ultra-consumers with what we do. And it seems like the, the best way to preserve uh, the health and safety of the planet and the operator to keep these solvents enclosed in vessels. So I, I jumped on board with that and did some passive extractions for a bit, and medical in the state at the time was doing very well. Uh, you could go into dispensaries and meet other people in the community and pass ideas and pass product and uh, you know make donations and keep each other uh, propped up and moving forward. So uh, kind of had this uh, mechanical intuition my whole life to build better machines, and I was interested. So uh, next thing I heard about was this thing called active extraction, and it would move solvent much faster. And this is hydrocarbons that still I'm speaking of. And right. uh, that was really the the launching point for me. Uh, Instagram had taken off, and believe it or not, that is a great tool in the beginning to get to know people across the country doing similar things as you. And I managed to find some folks in Colorado who were uh, lucky enough to stumble across an open-source design for uh, what they call a Mark III Terp Extractor. And a gentleman who was an engineer had freely shared his design online, and uh, people were starting to manufacture and set up these prefab kits. It seemed like a, a good idea to uh, get into one of these machines. At the time, uh, the process flow was necessitating a lot more throughput, so that was the best way to go about it and put a pump on this thing and move that solvent across. So came back home with a, an extractor after visiting these folks in Colorado and was one of the first people in my region to be safely using a closed-loop extractor. And uh, that was really the, the takeoff of my career, I'd have to say, where I am today. I was able to network and instruct and help get people set up in a way that they could operate safely and uh, purge their solvents all the way out. If everything from the analytics down to, you know, 50 to zero parts per million was the goal. Uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful thing to help people out, and I, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, there's just uh, something about an extraction, a purity of the essential plant oils that is uh, not in a... You got, you got passion for extraction, man. Combustible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, a lot of drive went into this. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, of course, cultivating the whole time. Right, uh, right. Playing okay. around with nutrient so, mixtures, so you the, the cure process, and, and, uh, everything. You got, you got some experience with, uh, with CO2 and ethanol as, as well, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I could talk more about your Apex machine, but we barely just got this thing commissioned. Uh, but the choices that went into making the, the decision to get this Apex was based off my prior experience on an Eden 20 liter. Now, okay. that machine is very, very analog. It is operator dependent 100%. It's uh, robust is the words I will use. Uh, however, <laughs> unpredictable is one of the words I'd use to describe it as well. And uh, right. the Apex is uh, an obvious... Uh, choice for, for flow rate is out of control. Automation's amazing. You know, to do the data logging is something that uh, I've always wanted to be able to keep a master archive of all the extractions possible, so that you can go back and get your parameters dialed in and really get your mass efficiency up to the peak potential. Uh, the nice. layout of the machine is gorgeous. Uh, I have to say the build quality is top notch. 
uh, I hadn't been able to run subcritical extractions in the past on the Eden to do the proper separations and fractionate off the terpenes at these specific precise you know increments for the parameters. But the the, the crown, crowning achievement, I have to say, at the end there is the service and support you offered. It was uh, vetted through several people before it even got to me that this was the company that was going to be offering the best equipment in the market. So five runs in now. Here we are in Danville and came here today to check it out. And <laughs> can't wait to actually see the thing in action repeatedly now. Right. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, Felix. We're uh, we're we're gonna spend a couple minutes here doing the uh, the advertising thing, but then when we come back, want to dig in a little bit to uh, you know some of the specifics. You, know, you only got five runs under your belt on our new duplex system, but let's talk about some of the numbers, uh, even though they're preliminary. And then uh, I want to do a, a you know pros and cons analysis. Um, you know we'll, we'll we'll get into it here, but you know there's pros and cons to all the different extraction methods that you've got you know intimate experience with. And I want to kind of you know give the listeners an opportunity to hear you know what's good, what's bad about each one of yeah. them. Um, and and you know, it's not that anyone's better than the other. It's that you know there's a time and a place for each one of them. And and let's talk about what those times and places are. So let's take a couple minutes here, uh, and then when we come back, we'll uh, we'll dig in a little further on the duplex and uh, talk pros and cons. We'll regroup for more Mission Super Critical after we hear from our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannabis from Hollywood to Wall Street. Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahue prove the green rush is real. Wednesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, our guest today, Felix Green, the uh, Vice President of Extractions and uh, Product Development, correct, at, at Green Thumb Industries, um, yeah, currently in Pennsylvania, me. although most people would, would know GTI out of, uh, out of Illinois. But you know, GTI has actually got licenses in, what, eight, eight different states now? Is that right? 
Oh, we are, we're working on it. We're in five right now, and we're fishing for a couple more here. We're looking very, very strong on the Midwest and East Coast, and excited. We just, uh, we're, we're opening up a dispensary in Erie, Pennsylvania right now, but uh, there is a facility coming online in Massachusetts as well, in Holyoke. It is going to be fantastic. I saw some of the pictures, and unfortunately, with the, the holiday coming up here on Friday, I won't be able to do the tour to go see it, but I'll be back there soon, and uh, looking forward to putting another system in there as well. Right, right, and not not Easter, but uh, 420 coming up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they're listening yeah. to the show, they probably know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, so uh, so before the break, you know, you, you, you alluded that you got uh, five runs under your belt now with the uh, the, the new Apex, Apex uh, duplex system. So it's a 2000 PSI fully automated, as you mentioned, what's your, what's your initial feedback on it? Whew. Well, I'll have to say, uh, I wish I had more. This is, this feels like we're just through the operation qualifications, getting into these, uh, production qualifications. Um, uh, the extraction that was put out today, it smells beautiful, sweet. It's not very fatty at all. Uh, we ran it subcritical for a little while to pull the terpene fraction off, and we're going to do a, mm-hmm. an add back uh, once we get a bit of winterization completed. But it is just gorgeous. Uh, the residence, uh, the hotness of the collection cup seems to be just perfect, be able to set that in. It's uh, about a four- to six-hour run is what we're hoping to get this down to. And uh, once again, I, I wish I had more time with it so I can speak to all the aspects of it. I'd love to hear uh, some of the inspiration from your engineers on what led them to this massive compressor and great pump that they got on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it does have some really great features, you know, and, and um, probably the, the, you know, the, the automation you touched on there. But, you know, it's more than just automation. It's, it's the ability, you know, it's got independent extractions, extraction vessels and independent separation vessels. So, you know, you can you can program your turf run. You can basically say, hey, I want to do subcritical parameters, uh, you know, for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or however, however long you want. Uh, and I want those subcritical parameters to go into separator one. And then after you know the prescribed amount of time that the, the, the that's programmed in, then it'll shift automatically over to separator two. And at the same time, it can also shift uh, the extraction parameters. You know, so if you don't want to continue subcritical and you want to do supercritical, it'll it'll automatically do that and program the chillers. Independent, like you mentioned, independent separator temperature control, uh, independent of the extractor temperature, is really important for terpene preservation. So, you know, the combination of being able to go on into a different separator and having separator temperature control really helps preserve those terpenes. So a lot of, lot of cool features, but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep going on that. But um, glad to hear the, the feedback on that kind of stuff and, and, and that. And, you know, what, we'll probably have to do another show to get, uh, to get more in-depth, you know, um, third-party kind of uh, feedback on that system once we get there. Um, but, Felix, I want to talk about pros and cons. Right. This is probably one of the one of the biggest questions that we get here at Apex all the time. Um, and, you know, I even get it at conferences when we're doing presentations and things like that. It's, you know, what's the best extraction method? And, you know, my answer is there isn't one, right? There's, they're yeah. all good. There's alcohol, there's butane, there's propane, there's the mechanical methods, like you mentioned before, like dry shift and bubble, bubble ash. You know, there's all these different methods. And there's, you know, my, my personal opinion is there's pros and cons. You know, there's a time and a place for each one of them. So, I was hoping that, you know, with your, you know, vast amount of experience doing all these different methods, maybe we could go through kind of each different one and say, you know, these are the pros, these are the cons, and, and when they might make sense. Um, you, you willing to go on that journey with me? Yeah, I'd love to. This is one of the, the best parts about talking extraction. 
Perfect. All right. So so let's go through it. I, let's start in the beginning here with the with the, the mechanical methods, right? So mechanically removing the trichomes and the cannabinoids that are contained within the trichomes through filtration, right? That's making keef is what a lot of people refer to it sometimes. Whether it's ice water, whether it's dry ice, there's several different ways to do it. But they're all basically mechanically breaking off the, the trichomes. What's good about it? What's bad about it? Well, what's good about it is anyone can do it, and it's it's got this uh, ritual feeling to it. So just like people like to knit their own sweaters, some people like to sift their own cannabis. And it gives them uh, a lot of connection to being able to create something uh, that they get to, you know, smoke or vape or even eat it and put it into butter. But uh, the best thing about it, I think, is you kind of get a, a true taste of the plant itself when you uh, go ahead and uh, smoke it any which way you like. And it's, uh, you know, one of those uh, solventless options. It's very, very much what I'd call the greenest way to, to extract a plant. You're not going to be using any kilowatts. You're not going to be using any dangerous solvents. It's one of those things that I, I recommend on a, on a scale that's a personal scale or an artesian scale, something that's a product that isn't necessarily a, a large, you know, shipping item. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely the entry block for most people to feel safe about what they're, you know, ingesting as well. Right, right. So good, good quality, but uh, you know, you're kind of alluding to one of the cons there of, of mechanical methods, and that it's not really scalable. You know, it's not something you right. can do on a massive scale. Yeah, absolutely not. I, I've played around with you know the the next step that we could talk about with mechanical. That's uh, rosin pressing, which not sure uh, if we were going to cover that, but might as well for a moment. Uh, sure. Rosin pressing, if you're not familiar, is uh, taking a plant material and pressing down on it with a lot of a lot of tonnage. Typically, people use like a shop press with heated plates, and this will push uh, the extract oils uh, out to the sides of the edge of these plates. And it's uh, typically uh, done with a plant or, you know, a keef-type product, a sift-type product, and that will uh, remove a lot of the plant lipids and waxes. Uh, I should say the essential oils come gushing out the sides, and the, the waxes and lipids stay on the plates. So people uh, recently have been getting into this rosin tech because it is also a, a solventless option that is, uh, once again, not very scalable, but you can get this uh, flavor on the plant that sometimes uh, other extraction methods don't give. Right, right. Kind of uh, the elusive flavors because, you know, there is no there is no other than rosin, which has a little bit of heat, but, you know, it's relatively small for a short amount of time. You know, there's really yep. no heat applied in any of these methods. And, and uh, so terpene preservation and, and original plant formulation, if you want to call it that, stays stays um, stays intact. So, um, yeah. but, you know, like we said, the, the problem with all three of these methods is, uh, you know, one low um, – uh, not scalable, right? It's difficult to put it into a large-scale operation yep. and do it consistently and, and pr productively or efficiently. But it also yeah, has re reproducible issues. is the big one. You just It's hard to even get the same thing over and over again, and that's what one of the things about, uh, go ahead, with the next dials of extractions that are a little easier to control. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. So, um, but, you know, there, so there, there, there's consistency, there's repeatability, um, and there, there's scale. You know, all of those things are problems. But there's also yield issues, right? You're leaving a fair amount behind um, because you're not actually oh, extracting yeah. anything from the plant. You're just knocking the stuff that's on the outside off, right? Absolutely, it. that's it. And uh, the term I like to use for some of these processes is you'll skim for cream. You'll put it through one style of, a, you know, mechanical extraction and then you'll save up your tails, so to speak, or all your spent little bits and <laughs> right. put it into another right. method. And that method will turn into, you know, the, the product that will come out of it would typically be something that would be a food grade or non-combustible, something that's going to be ingested and not necessarily savored for flavor. 
Right, right. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, so that's a that's a great lead into uh, kind of the the next step, which is going to be you know solvent based processes. You know whether they're they're hydrocarbons, butanes, propanes, whether it's CO two. Uh, or, or even whether it's ethanol, um, but you know, you, you kind of you took your journey there through some of the early days, of, you know, with the with the Turpinator, uh, you know, the Mark Mark II, Mark III, uh, yeah. you know, the, the with JD Ellis and the Gray Wolf guys up there, um, yeah. coming up with that design. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's uh, that's some good stuff, and that's uh, you know, kind of the introduction to the the hydrocarbon, um, and and you know, we'll go through that journey. Before we get there, let's take a quick break, um, and we'll come back. We'll, we'll continue through the extraction world here with the uh, with hydrocarbons and the Mark III Turfinator. So let's take a quick break. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Dr. Eileen Carfinger focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues and presents views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones to those of researchers and medical professionals. Empire, every Wednesday on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract okay, more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Talking about extractions, all right. So we, we made it through the pros and cons of the mechanical methods, you know. So it's a uh, great great for personal use, but uh, not too efficient, not too repeatable, uh, and leave stuff behind. So you know you can take what what's left over from a mechanical extraction and do you know an extraction on it using a solvent based process. So let's talk about butanes and propanes, and I, I don't want to talk about open blasting. I know you did it. Um, shame shame uh, on you yeah, for doing it. Everybody but, did uh, it in the start. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody has to do it anymore. You know, there are way better methods, you know, whether it's passive uh, closed loop, meaning that you're using just basically heat and cool to, to move the butane around, or whether it's active with a, with a pump. Um, you know, there are there are methods to do that now, and, and safety first, right? So all, oh, all butane and propanes, any explosive gases need to be, you know, handled in a class one to one facility. 
so um, you know that's going to be a, a, a pro and a con, I suppose, for the hydrocarbon method. You know, pro and that it's safe, con and that it's expensive to uh, to operate the facility. What else do you see when it comes to the hydrocarbons for pros and cons? Well, the first one I'll touch down on is is safety and uh, having a, a facility built out in a way that is intrinsically safe is not cheap. And having an operator that can go in there day in, day out and perform extractions safely and reliably is is something that's paramount. Uh, I got to a point with hydrocarbons where uh, fortunately I was able to go into a facility and build do, uh, build out something that was C1D1, fire marshal approved by the city of Seattle. I was one of the proudest days of my life is when that fire marshal looked around the room and he said he was tickled pink with what I was able to build. And nice. uh, the training process uh, and the safety equipment, everything is, is very, very rigid. It is a very serious situation when handling hydrocarbons. Much, m- much of the mechanical extraction you can kind of feel comfortable around, but as soon as you get around these machines and these combustibles, it needs to be a sparkless environment. The airflow has to be extreme. I mean, it's a, it's a wind tunnel in there if you're doing it right. But I'll have to say that hydrocarbons are dangerous, period. And uh, the respect that you need to have uh, while handling them is, is very, very much uh, always present. So it's, it's truly, it's truly a life and death situation, right? I mean, it's it, it really is. It really is, and uh, I, I don't want to say I took it for granted while I was while I was young and while the industry was taking off. But I got to this point where it was the responsible thing to do is to uh, bring in the professionals, and uh, that's where. Uh, I believe the industry is now, and I am very, very pleased whenever I hear about uh, compliancy and regulatory officials getting involved, when uh, we can get NFPA regulations built around these rooms specifically for the purposes that they're being used for. We've been borrowing a lot of statutes and regulations from other industries to kind of model where we should be with this. But hydrocarbon extraction, I do believe, is going to be something that uh, is will be considered part of the infancy of, you know, uh, cannabis extraction in the future. It's still one of those things that when we talk about scale, the next steps up are uh, getting into CO2 and ethanol extraction. But right, yeah, right. we can keep, well, and, keep and going so, on that. You know, what, what is, what is the, the benefit, right? So, I mean, you know, ever, it, it's, it's a huge pain and he has to do hydrocarbons safely. Why do people mm-hmm. do it? Well, so I, I've got a lot of uh, chemistry knowledge that is based off of uh, reverse engineering as an operator, watching what I'm doing, being around uh, very educated people who can help explain to me what my observations really mean. Uh, hydrocarbons uh, remove the nonpolar compounds from the plant material. And the way that that butane molecule is shaped, it's got a nice long carbon tail, and it picks up lots of things, uh, terpenes, cannabinoids, the, the, the stuff that we're hoping to get out of this plant. Uh, with leaving everything else behind. Now, there's a lot of parameters I want to get too scientific here, keeping your solvent cold, uh, not soaking it too long. Lots of things get into this, you know, equation to get a nice extraction. Uh, I I personally got into what is known as live resin, and I still feel that if we want to talk about hydrocarbons, I'd say unless you're doing a a live plant, you know, extraction, there's no reason to do it. So uh, back to, you know, getting into... What what it really is is a it's a different profile. The flavors that come off of a hydrocarbon uh, extraction are unlike most other things. And each uh, dabbable product that I can kind of put up against a hydrocarbon extraction usually doesn't, for my preference, uh, meet my palate tastes. So there we are. Right. So it creates a it creates a flavor. You know, it seems to be much more of a of a recreational uh, product than a medical product. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
don't don't see a whole lot of use for it, uh, or at least applications for it in the medical side. Um, but no. it's it's in high demand. You know, I mean, it's it's a product that is is you know it's liked by a lot of people and it's, it's consumed by a lot of people. And and I don't ever see it going away. Um, but you know, I, I think one of the challenges that that people uh, that people run into, you know, it creates a great product and it's it's again it's a very highly demanded product. But you know. Uh, you you being there firsthand, it seems like it would be nearly impossible to find an operator who, you know, one, is capable, but two, is willing to go into a blast room on a regular yeah. basis. I mean, that, that seems like a big challenge. It is a big challenge. And, it, it, you know, finding people, like, I, the interview process is, is kind of intense. And right now, uh, it's kind of hard to learn it without being in a professional environment, which I'm very thankful for. It's it's good job security for me right now, but it's also one of those lost arts that uh, you know how do you become a race car driver? Got to have a race car, and that's uh, often a paradox inside itself. So getting up to that point of being able to perform these extractions is is, is a difficult skill to find. And uh, honestly, right. where you know the the medical market is, I really want to touch down. This is where most of the country is is a medical market. And I don't see a place for uh, hydrocarbons in a medical market exclusively at this time. It's just no point. Uh, right. Maybe if uh, we, we start to get a little bit further, more progressive here as the things move through the Midwest and into the East, that's something that will happen. Um, I will say that uh, why it is so popular, it was one of the most uh, accessible solvent extraction methods while the gray market medical markets were expanding. So right. if this was something that was regulated from the start and professionals and the industry and everyone around it was supporting it, we'd probably see a lot more CO2 being uh, prevalent than we do now. Right, right, yeah, exactly. It's kind of, a, you know, grew up from the gray market or the underground world, and it was cheap, it's easy, uh, very dangerous, obviously, but very cheap and easy. Yep. So, all right, so let's, let's get off the hydrocarbon train here for a minute, and then let's talk about, uh, you know, we've, this, this show has beat CO2 uh, uh, pretty good here. So I um, want to talk a little bit about ethanol before we run out of time. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your take on pros and cons on ethanol and why ethanol versus CO2 or hydrocarbon? Well, uh, ethanol is uh, a polar, nonpolar solvent. So when people talk about uh, you know, full spectrum, this is often uh, what they're speaking of. Uh, it's what RSO, the Rick Simpson oil, was first used mm -hmm. uh, as an extraction solvent. And uh, RSO is something that really caught people's attention. Um, you know, there was a, a blog, open you know, forum for people to discuss about how they had been treating themselves with, basically in the beginning, it was Everclear was the choice. Uh, a liquor available that's uh, like 190 proof, something close to it, uh, to do a quick wash, a quizzo, you know, type of wash on a plant material. And this was something that people were using for, you know, epileptic seizures on, you know, small children doing a, hopefully a high CBD amount of, uh, you know, plant cannabinoid ratio, THC, CBD. We can go into that on some other show, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> yep. alcohol, alcohol extractions, once again, was a, an accessible way to get true plant medicine in a full spectrum to a patient. Uh, currently, right now, ethanol is still a volatile. We're talking about things that uh, can still catch on fire. Uh, it can be kept really, really low temperature, and the vapors are what causes an ignition source. But once again, it is something that when you talk to a fire marshal or to a community who doesn't have a lot of experience with extraction, it can look a little intimidating. And, uh, right. yeah, it's, uh, the throughput capabilities of ethanol are actually pretty amazing, and the, and the batch run times are very, very short in comparison to many things. But, once again, it's, uh, it's got a flavor uh, to it. <laughs> and uh, not everybody not has a preference when they're consuming flavor either, though. one of those things. 
Right, right. So, yeah, so so ethanol, you know, create it's it, it's great. It's the reason that ethanol, you know, ethanol is used widely in the in food products and and essential oil extractions. You know, it's been that way for a long time because it's so good at it. Um, but you know, you mentioned flavor there. It also likes the the chlor or the uh, the chlorophyll, the green stuff in the plant, which can you know adversely affect the the flavor and that kind of stuff. So you yeah, know, ethanol gets it out quick and and uh, but. You know, from where, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate uh, ethanol is the time and the secondary processing uh, that it takes Absolutely. to get it to, from, from the extraction, which is quick, to you know, an end product that's usable. Yeah, you have to evaporate that alcohol. And once again, that's another step in the process. And back to your chlorophyll and water uh, that can get into the extracted, you know, if done improperly, it can be somewhat impure in comparison to other extraction solvent methods. And, uh, you know, handling that much alcohol in glass vessels as you move it around inside a facility is, is a hazard. So it kind of comes down to workflow uh, and, you know, safety once again. Right, right. But for, you know, large volume, I've seen a lot of people uh, attracted to ethanol in the, in the hemp marketplace. Um, you know, large volume, relatively low amount of cannabinoids available compared to cannabis. Um, but, you know, large volume extractions using alcohol seems to be, uh, you know, a, a, an area where people are gravitating towards, uh, at least until CO2 gets, gets uh, more efficient than it already has been. Absolutely. I've seen a, a lot of the Colorado hemp industry start to lean on alcohol for their solvent method of choice. And, uh, you know, I like to say it's from plants for plants. Uh, it's one of those fast throughputs, lower cost of entry. There's a lot of things that are attractive about ethanol. Uh, it isn't necessarily for everyone, though, and to scale up to that point and to keep all that solvent on site, it's not necessarily the best solution for people. Right, right. So, so again, pros and cons, you know, it, it, uh, all the different methods, there's not one that's right, there's not one that's better than all the rest. It's pros and cons, you know, and that's, that's something that we try yeah. really, really hard to, to educate consumers on, that, you know, you have to be, uh, you have to be really understanding uh, the pros and cons of each method, and you really got to know what you want to be when you want to grow up, right? What kind of product you're trying to make? Is it dabbing for recreational? Is, is it, you know, capsules for medical? Is it vape pens? You know, each of these methods has a place and a time, and is, is you know, stronger uh, in some areas than others for those different product types. So, um, but unfortunately, Felix, we uh, we are out of time. Uh, real quick, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and and you know chat about extractions further, or talk about how you uh, risk your life when you were uh, open blasting, <laughs> how oh, might they go about it? Holding? Yeah, we were outdoors. Come on, we we were doing we were, we were taught pretty well. <laughs> Uh, so, so how about how might somebody go about uh, getting a hold of you? Oh my gosh, uh, you could probably reach me through the GTI website and uh, just give a give a little shout out who you want to speak to and uh, kind of figure out what a time works and uh, make it happen. Perfect, perfect. GTI and uh, you know you mentioned Instagram as well. Are you on Instagram? Oh, I am. I am uh, shortwave three sixty. Shortwave three sixty on Instagram. All right, awesome, Felix. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, thanks for being on the the Mission Supercritical show. Hey, thanks for having me. I love chatting about it. All right, and for everybody else, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.